Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes. This is Sean Gaylord, and I am coming to you on a very specific date, a very important date in history, and that is July 6th, 1957. Well, it's not 2022, but I want to commemorate a day that took place, a fateful day that took place in our world history 65 years ago today in Liverpool, England, and that is the day that John met Paul. I've talked about it before uh, here on this podcast, and I figured... What better way to find yet another excuse to talk about my favorite band, The Beatles, than to commemorate yet again truly an important day in our world history, our cultural history, our music history, you name it, it made history. The day that John Lennon met Paul McCartney. And I will do a brief rabbit hole run down that important day and then connect it to our days today in 2022. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you on the flip side in this podcast. About a year ago on this podcast, if, if you tuned in, I did an episode entirely devoted to that fateful day in 1957 when John Lennon met Paul McCartney, and it's entitled The Lennon-McCartney Effect, which is a play on the title of a book that I published a few years ago called The Pepper Effect. You're welcome to check out that episode uh, here uh, on the podcast. It's called The Lennon-McCartney Effect, and it came out about a year ago. And you're also welcome to check out a copy of my book, The Pepper Effect. It's my love letter to the Beatles and education and leadership and school culture. And that's where I relate the story of the making of the Sgt. Pepper album and how that album connects to creating your own type of masterpiece in the schoolhouse. That book is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, or you can order it directly from the publisher Dave Burgess Consulting, Inc., and would be honored if you picked up that book and read through it, and it would also be honored if you checked out Uh, that episode on uh, Lennon and McCartney or any episode of the podcast. I always like to pay respect to the legacy of the Beatles, a band that I cherish. And as you know, if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast or if you followed uh, my work and my content, you know that I owe a huge debt of gratitude to this band. And, And part of the content that I put out 
is is my way of of saying thank you and evolving with uh, gratitude. A nod to the work of Eleni Rao uh, and another guest of um, of this podcast. But I just wanted to, and, and again, I today is is really an important day um, when we think about how two strangers uh, connected and took the creative courage leap of faith in forming a collaboration and a partnership that really did change the world. And when we put all these pieces together on paper, it really doesn't look like that these two kids, and they were kids, John Lennon was 16 years old. Um, Paul McCartney was 15 years old. And and when we think about that, these two kids, these two strangers meeting and then later connecting to form one of the most successful and sustainable and world-changing songwriting partnerships of our time, I know that's debatable, but I'm a fan of the Beatles and it's my podcast and when we think about all that, it, it just it just doesn't add up. And and for that, I do want to just take just one little quick wrap around this moment in Beatles history. For those of you that aren't familiar with the story, it goes like this. John Lennon was 16 years old, living in Liverpool, England. Um, he was uh, enamored with music and the guitar and Elvis Presley and Chuck Berry and and Little Richard and Fats Domino and formed a little band called the Quarrymen named after a school that he attended in Liverpool the Quarry Bank School and it was basically skiffle music and skiffle music was was just kind of a a thrown together folky acoustic um type of music where you had um you know, acoustic guitars, uh, you know, and it was, and it was, and it was also DIY. It was do it yourself kind of music as, as well, washboards and, and, uh, you know, wash tub bass and that kind of stuff. And they were performing at a fete at St. Paul's, uh, church, a little, uh, summer, uh, fair, little su- summer carnival type thing. And, uh, Paul McCartney was invited by a mutual friend of, his and and John's to attend. And he was then introduced to John after their, the Quarrymen's uh, performance. And both of them basically in that meeting, it it wasn't really this kind of dramatic moment. They, they just met and Paul had brought his guitar and played, uh, you know, and uh, their mutual friend Ivan Vaughn said, "Hey, hey, John. Um, Paul plays guitar. Um, play something." And it really turned out to be kind of a little bit of an audition. And Paul, uh, with his guitar, uh, played uh, the Eddie Cochran song "20 Flight Rock," and played it masterfully. And played it in a way that it struck John like, "Wow, this guy's good. This guy's talented." this guy should be in our band and making a very long story short. And again, you can see any of any details of this, uh, of this episode uh, of John meeting Paul. Um, there's been an actual book written about uh, this day. 
hour-by-hour account. Uh, But you can kind of get the gist of it if you check out the Beatles anthology series and and hear from Paul and John uh, themselves uh, telling the story and telling it a whole lot better than I could because they were there. Uh, But basically, John at 16 made this very mature decision, wise decision, uh, decision uh, in the best interest of the group as a leader that here's a guy that can sing better than me. Here's a guy that can play better. Here's a guy that can make our band better. He needs to be in our group. What also solidified uh, the friendship of, of John and Paul was the fact that they both wrote songs. And Paul has mentioned how he would meet people um, as a kid and, and, and fellow musicians, or if they found it came across the topic of music, uh, he would say, well, do you write songs? I write songs. And, you know, he would say that another person, uh, in, in, in this conversation would say no. And, and, and Paul would, you know, kind of, uh, be, be disappointed, but, but still, but still friendly. Well, when he and John had this conversation, according to Paul, it was like, lightning struck here was somebody else who wrote songs and here they could trade songs together and learn together and collaborate together and we have this great songwriting partnership that came out of this meeting that gave us so many great songs when you and when you think about they basically wrote 300 songs between them and, and these songs are timeless and universal and lasting. I'm talking about things, I want to hold your hand, she loves you. Uh, the song A Day in the Life off the Sgt. Pepper album. I've got a feeling uh, off their last studio album. And, and this partner, and they didn't write every single song together, but this was a partnership, a thought partnership, if you will, that gave us great music music that soothed our souls, music that that provided that salve for us in, in, in times of trouble, music that's inspired us. And I, however you feel about the Beatles, however you feel about their music, there, there's a Beatles song in there for everyone. It's that universal, just as, as Shakespeare's work is, is universal and timeless. And the Beatles canon stands as that as well. And again, all of it came from this random meeting between two teenage boys who had a shared love for music and songwriting. I know in the last segment, I probably fanboyed a little too much and babbled and rambled on just a little too much about this meeting of John and Paul. I've got my my senses together just a little bit. I've got my feet firmly on the ground. But I do want to share that this collaboration has given us so much and has some meaning and an insight for us today. I mean, here we are talking about this fateful meeting between two teenage boys 65 years later. It made national headlines on Paul McCartney's latest tour when he basically had a digital reunion 
with John Lennon in on his Paul McCartney Got Back tour. And, and the two of them harmonized together again, so to speak, digitally, through the song I've Got a Feeling off the Let It Be album. And I experienced that firsthand uh, when I saw uh, Paul McCartney in concert a couple of months ago in my hometown of, of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And it was stunning to see Paul and John sing together and harmonize together on that classic song, I've Got a Feeling. And, and to see John's uh, image of him singing and Paul's band backing him, I mean, it was it was pretty miraculous to see that. And it made national headlines. I mean, this was the headline of Paul McCartney's tour, John and Paul Reunited. And even when you say the names Lennon and McCartney, it evokes so much. This partnership, collaboration, teamwork, creativity, friendship, brotherhood, impact. All of those things are the are, are the, the same qualities and traits, I believe, that any educator, anyone, even if you're not a teacher, uh, if you're in another business or in another pursuit, having that collaborator, having that thought partner, having that friend to compel you to create and to innovate to great heights is so important and is so necessary. I know we talk about teaching as being an isolated profession and education as as being something, you know, we shut our doors and, and we either lead our school or we, we shut our doors and, and we teach our students or we shut our doors and, and, and we do our job or do our gig, whatever, whatever gig that is, if it's outside of education. But it's so important to have that person or persons with whom you can collaborate with and learn from and that person that can bring out the best in you and the person that can bring out your strengths just as Lennon and McCartney did for each other in their songwriting collaboration. I mean, take a song like A Day in the Life, which is the final song off their masterpiece album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's basically two songs fused together by Lennon and McCartney and two songs that they wrote separately that they melded together to form one unified whole that serves as this powerful conclusion to this album that serves as their masterpiece. Think about that in your profession. Who is that person that you lean towards? Who is that person that you are gravitated towards because you share some sort of common bond or common interest? Or maybe it's that person at that faculty meeting or PLC meeting or team meeting that your ears perk up every now and then when you hear them speak or you sit up and put your phone down and tune into what they're saying or or sharing that person could be the McCartney to your Lennon or the Lennon to your McCartney and that person may be looking for you or that person may be reaching out to you in some way shape or form looking for that collaboration looking for that opportunity to create something bold and different and exciting 
in service of your organization's mission or your school's vision or in service of the people with whom you are trying to make a positive impact. And I urge you to reach out to that person. I urge you to connect with that person. It does take a little bit of courage. It does take uh, a little bit of a leap of faith because that person may say no. I hope not. That person may look the other way. But I really urge you during this summer, for those of you that are teaching and, and you have the opportunity to, to have some time to, to rest and to relax and recharge, but I also urge you to use this time to reflect upon the person or persons who are singing your song, who are, who are reaching into your core and are stimulating your urge to create, to innovate, and to collaborate. And I urge you to reach out to that person and see what happens. Reach out to that person and, and see if there's an opportunity or an entry point for you both, for you all to collaborate and to do something cool and innovative in service of the vision and the mission that you are helping to make happen. And who knows? you all may form your own new Lennon and McCartney collaboration and just might and just may change the world for someone else. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do have to admit that this was another impromptu episode, and I apologize for any um, sound hiccups or uh, ramblings and, and, and those things. I, I just felt compelled to, to share with you uh, again, my love for the Beatles and the importance of collaboration. I really do believe that Lennon and McCartney is a collaboration that will stand the test of time and that we can learn much from that collaboration and be inspired to create our own collaboration or to renew our collaboration with others. As always, I'm thankful for the legacy of the Beatles. Speaking of the Beatles, I do have a speaking gig coming up later in July. On July 23rd, I am honored to be a featured author and speaker talking about my book, The Pepper Effect, at the Fab Fest for Charlotte. And I am thrilled about this. It's been a while since I have uh, walked the boards and, and, and shared a little bit about the Pepper Effect. And I'm grateful for uh, the organizers from Fat Fest Charlotte to, to pull this uh, together. I'm actually on uh, the same bill as some really great speakers and musicians. One of those musicians, one of the headlining musicians is Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees. And my fingers are crossed that I get to meet one of my musical idols uh, at at this event. You are welcome to check out more on uh, the FabFest by going to fabfestcharlotte.com. Also, I am grateful uh, for another opportunity to 
write a new book, and I did post that on social media uh, last week. Uh, it's a book that's entitled Profiles in Educational Courage, and more on that book will be coming up in uh, the, the weeks ahead, and I'm very grateful uh, that a second book is, uh, is, is coming and, and coming your way. I also realize, and I think I've said this about two or three times in listening to the previous uh, episode that inspired this episode, The Lennon-McCartney Effect, uh, from last year, in which I highlighted two inspiring educators that I want to give shout-outs to, Lauren Kaufman and Naomi Tolan. I realized in that particular podcast episode, I mentioned I'm working on a new podcast, which I got to tell you, I really want this podcast to be great, but... It, it's it's slow in, in, in coming, but uh, stay tuned for the album that changed my life. I will just probably just press play and record and and get it out, out there uh, for the universe and, and hope for the best. Also, I have written a new piece for Culture Sonar, uh, another piece of the concept album series that I am working on. It's getting some great traction. I'd be honored if you would check it out. Uh, I have uh, written a piece on Michael Nesmith's album, concept album, The Prison, and you can check that out through uh, Culture Sonar, and it's there for you to read, and I would be honored if you did so. Again, thank you for tuning in. I am always grateful uh, for you listening and tuning in. And if you enjoy this podcast, feel free to share it out and retweet it. Or if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, a positive review there would be greatly appreciated. Don't forget to share with the world your dreams and your visions and the hopes because the world certainly needs them from you and you help make the world a better place. And also don't forget to reach out to that once or future collaborator and pull something together great and good and innovative for the people whom you serve and the people who are lucky to have you in their respective lives. This is the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the flip side.